0: You are now tuned in to believe. Do you believe?
1: All right, welcome to all my block and Green Bay Packer podcast. I'm your host of Green. Been gone off for a week. My man Mike handled the show and did it very well. So, Mike, man, how you doing from last week? What's been good with you?
0: Well, I didn't get to go to Ireland, so it's not that great. But uh, Ag, it's good to have you back, bud.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, like you said, I went to Ireland, man. Got to see my Huskers play, and it was—I say—for the trip itself, because we did a lot of touring. Obviously, we were there Monday of the game, so the 22nd through the game was on the 27th. So we're there five days prior. And uh, the first couple days was interesting, or if I say first four days was interesting, because one of my bags got lost, or not lost, they left it in Chicago instead of, of making the plane over. That's that's me. just rampant right now, too. You, hey, it is. It was. I wasn't the only one. I wasn't the only one. So I didn't. Did you?
0: Did you? What did they throw you in? Did you? Did they have some proper clothes for you over there?
1: Um, I went to a place. I kept my receipt. Uh, this place called the White House is like a clothing store, almost like mm-hmm. a TJ Max. Um, small department store went in there grab a couple college shirts a pair of jeans some socks uh, a belt because all that was in my luggage in the luggage they left in Chicago and I you know I go report it right after we land on Monday night or Monday morning in Ireland yeah. and then like the lady comes and goes goes back in the little storage hoping maybe the bag is there she comes back she says no your bag is uh still in Chicago I'm like really <laughs> I'm like all right and, and I've been here days? before. I see many... my first, it was five days. So Monday, I didn't get it till Friday afternoon. Friday night. Yeah. I mean, is so it? See, that's the thing. It's unbelievable.
0: They know where it is, and they still can't figure it out. I hey, I, when I was three hundred right. pounds, when I was three hundred pounds, I was in Paris, France. Okay, my wife, my daughter, yeah. my mom, and my dad. We fly over to Paris, France. This is and we. This is before Maddox is born. I'm three hundred pounds. Right. It's it's the dead of winter. And I don't have a bag. Oh my goodness! My bag was in AG. My bag was in Tokyo, Japan.
1: Did you fly? You
0: said no. My bag somehow got on a plane flight to Tokyo, Japan. Wow! So so wow. I so I'm rolling around, and I mean, 300 pounds is like they don't like. First of all, French people hate Americans, nah. and when you're wearing
1: and they're a, small people,
0: right? So now I got cargo pants. Remember the old cargo pants? I got like After, three XL carbo pants, okay, and I got like this jacket that you wouldn't buy normally, but it was a you know it was a big boy jacket. And I'm walking around, I couldn't have looked yep. more American. I mean, I couldn't get a single, <laughs> I couldn't get anybody to help me if I walked up with my parents. Nobody would talk to my parent, nobody would talk to my family as long as I was around because they knew immediately that I was a dirty American. I loved it.
1: I dirty. <laughs> Yeah, you, you do get that look. They know hey, right away you're American. A G, did you listen,
0: I know you're not a drinker. I know you're not a drinker, but did you go to Guinness, did you go to the Guinness distillery or the or the Jameson distillery? Did you did you do the, the Yes, my man?
1: Jim Gen- I did Gen- I did Genesis or uh, um Guinness. Guinness, excuse me. Guinness. Genesis. Guinness. I did Guinness. Yes, I did um had by the most I probably have the most amount of Guinness beer in my life
0: it's good though
1: for the first three days that's all i had that's all i had do you like I it? I mean, lunch or like, dinner can you, can you yeah i like it? it no i like yeah. it for real so i've used had to it be, here before and yes uh, the, did you taste the difference between between there used to be here. there used to be a difference in the way yes. that
0: yeah yeah right because what is it because like the, the 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 way they bottle it over there the nitrous or something like that doesn't it's it's not as foamy it's not, here it's more foamy there or something
1: yeah, it's more for me there. Um, and then obviously what I know and what you know is the travel. You know, they got to ship it overseas and all that sitting in the boxes or whatever, how it gets to America or whatever. even if they do that, if they just make it here differently. Obviously, we know that is a, probably a different process, because if you don't get it from the motherland, like that's the motherland of Guinness and Jamison Whiskey then it's not going to taste like it how it should be. So real quick, before we get going with the rest of the show, we're going to go to BetOnline. It's the fastest and easiest way to wager all your favorite sports contests and events with your first market odds and line. So find reviews and news on every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, Combat Sports, Esports 2, Mike, and yes. golf, which I did a lot in Ireland. I golfed so much that I was like having nightmares. I was like my body... <laughs> I didn't know my body could hurt like that walking the whole 18 on, on the two golf courses. I went around beautiful golf courses. Uh, one was, uh, Art glass and cast. Uh, and the second one was, uh, it was a pro one. It was a pro PGA oh, yeah. stop. Is um, it one, is it the ones that like you see over
0: there, at the Scottish open where it's like, it's got those huge bunkers. And then there's like, there's just like crap all around it. So you got it. You have to be accurate. 100%.
1: They call them links, yep. right? It's you links. have to be, oh my, the links. Right. And Oh my God, you have to be super accurate. So, um, I'm like, I'm not a pro. I had to bought three boxes, four boxes of golf balls just to have enough to finish what I was doing. So, uh, finished to be here. Bet Online continues to be the top online source for your sports information and live in game betting odds, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device today. Join today and make your first sports bet. Use the promo B L E A V 5050. Now to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Battle line, Mike, where the game starts. Yes, sir. So, so now we got into preseason three. Um, wrapping up the preseason. And this is game, and, and regardless of the number for you know, it now is three, it doesn't matter, like four. That fourth preseason game for us, it was that game where the young guys basically had to land on the line you know because we know what what's next for for younger players or players on the bubble they could be a veteran that's two year that hasn't had a lot of experience um game time on active rosters but now they got to show up in this game 3 now for current players but game 4 for us back during our time. And so what's your what's your takeaways here um for this game against the Chiefs?
0: Well, like so first of all who cares, right? Chief what is it? 17-10. We lost 17 to 10. And uh, so yeah, we started yeah, something yeah. last week. We started something last week, A.G., because because it was it was Mike Flanagan and I. We did an O-line takeover. Right. Yeah. So how's Mike doing, by the way, how's he doing? Oh, man, he's doing great. He's doing great. We got to get him on the show. He's, doing he's good. amazing. Yeah. But uh, yeah,
1: let, I know. Listen, I know.
0: We, we wanted to just hit. Let's hit the this, this, the receivers and the and the quarterbacks early and then let's just get into the stuff we love talking about. So, you know, real okay. quick, the, the takeaways for me are this, as far as Jordan Love goes, the the week before he had, you know, a couple, uh, t- he had two touchdowns, three picks. And so people are looking, you know, for for certain things out of him. The kid's certainly got talent. He's in the right room as far as learning and developing. Mm-hmm. And he's certainly in a, in a quarterback-friendly system, especially now, um, as far mm-hmm. as the, the meld between the Sean McVay system or the Kyle Shanahan system, whatever it is, you know, we call it. And then, and then Aaron Rodgers' take on things, right, with a little bit of Mike McCarthy's old system. Right. So – his numbers are pedestrian. Right. I think he was 16 to 26 had, uh 148 yards, had a, had a pick on, on, you know, kind of the end of the half play, not a great read by him, but you're also trying to make something happen. So you get to throw away. Um, the yeah. thing that, that pops up is you see the talent. He had, he makes great throws, but he has head scratchers And all off season or excuse me, all preseason. What we keep seeing from him is the timing isn't always there on kind of the gimme stuff. Like, it's not like a long handoff. Keyshaw Johnson sometimes talks about with Aaron Rodgers, like, Aaron Rodgers, where you're throwing at 10 yards or 40 yards, it feels like a long handoff, right? The ball's just where it needs to be. Right. And it's not always that way with Jordan Love yet. The accuracy is not what we would just consider elite. So, as you break down the film and you start looking at it, there's a couple of things he really needs to work on pocket presence. Okay. Just understanding where the rush is, understanding when you got to go, when you don't have to go pre-snap reads as far as like sometimes the defense is going to give you the five yarder on first down. You got to take it or the three yarder. You got to take take it. it. You don't want to throw it away. You don't want to hold the ball. You don't want to, you know, give up. You don't want to get pressure. You don't want to give up a sack. And then the next thing Mm -hmm. is his footwork is not where it needs to be to be an elite player can not improve. Right. And, And what I mean by that is when he comes off his play action, when he comes off his drop, Sometimes he opens his footwork up like he'll be thrown to the right, but his but his left foot's pointed straight ahead to the left. And you'll see his throws are a little mm-hmm. bit shorter to the inside. And there's a reason for it. it's just everything starts with your footwork when you're a quarterback. We don't preach it enough in the in National Football League, but it's incredibly important. So for me, it's just like he's good, he could be great. He I think he's gonna be great for another team, quite frankly. Like I don't think he's gonna want to stick around another year. I, I mean I wouldn't if I was him. Right. Yeah, but you can yeah. work on these things and, man, just keep getting reps, reps, reps. You got to make the most – like, your your practice film should be just impeccable.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I agree on that last statement there because that's the only time he's going to be able to perform, you know, once the – you know, regular season is here now. Um, you head it up real quick? I'll hold on real quick. Um, but, yeah, he needs new reps, reps, and rep, more reps. So, because that's the only time he's going to have to um, – prove himself out there because you know regular season games those are all done he's not going to be in, in a lot of those regular season games um to his footwork that's something I watch on the daily when I watch any, you know especially college uh, college football uh to pro football I watch the quarterback and their footwork because me um, you know I wasn't a running back but I played baseball and I knew that having a good base on yourself throwing that ball from the outfield to the infield if it's on the strike or if you just try to hit the second base man to get uh you know somebody out or just to get the ball into the infield, you got to have your feet set in different ways. And if you don't have that set, feet set the proper way to throw certain passes, you know certain you know if it's a lob pass to a to a bullet pass to a touch pass things like that, then it's going to show up. And and defenders going to know that because from a defense alignment standpoint, they'll know okay if we push him around, we make him see ghosts. Don't let him set his feet, then he's not going to kill us because we know better than anybody a guy that is still playing, you know, in his 20 plus year, Tom Brady, we all know if you rat on him, you move him out that pocket. He, he gets frustrated because he knows better than anybody from the ground up, the feet are in, if they're in the right place, the ball, he gets real comfortable and he's going to just basically pick you apart. So that's something that, you know, young quarterbacks got to know. I say, got to I say, that's gotta be their first point of emphasis, you know, not worrying about how strong their arm is. If they got a big arm or whatever, then start from the bottom up. Work on that footwork. And obviously, like I don't know if you heard me before you when you jumped off there. Just the reps for him, like you mentioned, I agree. The practice reps is gonna be his reps because regular season reps are not gonna come a whole lot unless they get a blowout and he finishes up the game, exactly. or if they're losing a the game at a point eventually where the coaches say, you know what, you know, let's take all the starters out, let's put, let's put uh, you know, Jordan in the other, you know offensive line running backs wide receiver second crew in because this game is out of reach at this point in the game so until those situations pop up that's when he's going to get his some um, time out there to burn
0: yeah what, so. one thing that you you brought up you know tom brady's when i when i work with athletes he's like one of the first people i talk about cause tom brady's got the best footwork in the game he doesn't have the best feet in the game he has the mm-hmm. best footwork in the game right and that's that's shoot Correct. man he was just ranked number one again difference. yeah he was just ranked number one in uh in the NFL players list, like you know, after twenty some years of playing ball, he's still ranked number one. Even if he's, even if we think Rodgers is one and you know Donald's two and he's three, still, and it's because of his fundamentals. And that's something that you know, young young players like Jordan Love, I don't know if they come into the league with an emphasis on that coming from college like they used to, but you know, certainly you can right. see again the talents right. there. Hey, if, if we talk about wide receivers, something yeah. happened today that was a little bit surprising. I didn't think Jawan Winfrey was going to get cut. So he got waved. Really? Me. Really? Yeah, I didn't think he. Yeah, yeah. I thought season. he was a
1: little on the bubble. He was right? on the bubble. I thought but, He was a little on bubble. I didn't think. Yeah, he's back and forth.
0: Well, this this is this is one of those deals. So Obviously, Dobbs is gonna has played his way onto the team. He's gonna get the, he. You expect him to get minutes. And Christian Watson yes. has not played a lot, but you see the talent, and obviously he's coming off an injury, but you see the talent. He's a second round or you know second round pick, probably a first round grade. So you're gonna you're gonna get that that mm-hmm. experience, that time and experience. What's really been interesting this offseason or this preseason is the way that everybody's emphasizing all the rookies because of Aaron Rodgers making that statement. The guy's got to pick it up in the wide receiver room, blah, blah, blah. But really, right, we right. haven't seen Alan Lazard. We haven't seen Randall Cobb. We haven't seen Sammy Watkins. All we've seen him from practice, and we understand that Sammy's looking better. He's he's not injured. Lazard's looking like a number one. So we have all of this. But when we actually get to game day next week, all of this stuff is going to come together. And we it's be interesting to see how, like, Dobbs and Watson can get themselves into the game and probably Amari Rogers, like Amari Rogers, is probably going to make the team, right? Because it's a special team. So are they going to work him into the game plan? But it'll be interesting to see how that works with those top three guys.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like for me, I, I saw Winfrey, just a bubble guy. I didn't think, you know, that he was going to get cut, but I'm just saying if anybody's going to be on that, the, as we call it the cut list, the plank, whatever, yeah, right. he's going to be one of he won those guys because he had his place very few or far between but wasn't just popping on the map, on the game field, on the tape, as as, as we talk about, as some coaches say, make that film pop. You know, just mm-hmm. like, oh, man, that's a good play. Like, he made some plays. He did not not make plays. So he made plays, but wasn't, to me, my what I saw enough to really get the coach's attention, like what Dobbs did. You know, but we saw what, right away what Dobbs was doing in practice. It was relating over to the, then, then the game. In the KC game, I know this one, the one play that uh, – the screenplay that they had as wide receiver screen, he kind of hesitated a little bit too long. So that's a, I know I run screenplay, so I know you, you kind of let you know pause for a second, let the old line get in front of you, but then boom, you got to hit it. Yeah, yeah. and he kind of hesitated a little too long and got kept and got hit in the backfield, which it wasn't. That shouldn't have been a screenplay, especially to the wide receiver should not be behind the line of scrimmage. It should be at least get a yard, maybe two yards, but not behind the line of scrimmage. That's what I saw there. And then Watson um, being a second round pick, that's probably that's the only reason he's still right now because you know. He's got a hamstring. I, right. He got a free pass. This is, yeah. this is rookie's free pass. If you're a first round, second round now, back in the day, maybe a third round, second round, first round, you know, back during our time, but now definitely first round, second round, you get that free pass. Cause obviously he had the hammy. We came back. He didn't play a whole lot either. Cause obviously there, it's, it's a soft tissue injury. You don't want to push that too hard. You want to make sure you get him ready for the regular season. So now all the guys in the room, I, I, I say, I say Randall Cobb being his age, Kind of know what he can do and what he can't do, and it really take – it wouldn't take no snaps to not to know, or really, you don't want to get him to hurt out there. Um, uh, Alan Nazard, I think he's proven they knew what he could do. Um, but to test out the young guys in some of the other positions that, like you saw, you saw, um, I think it was Dobbs or another receiver earlier preseason we mentioned that was trying to take the role of uh Alan Lazard and picking up blocks and stuff, trying it was to handle Winfrey. defensive backs, linebackers, Winfrey. Winfrey, right? So he. They were trying him, you know, and maybe that was it. I don't know. You know, but but the one thing, any, if anything, he showed effort. And uh, I want to make a comment today. I was watching a Good Morning Football this morning on Info Network, and I saw they had uh, the old Patriots GM and then Kansas City GM. I think it was Scott. Uh, Scott uh, Pioli. Pioli. Yep. Yeah. And he made a, he made a beautiful comment about um, cut day. And what he said, he said, you know, because he worked all levels of administrators from GM, player development, all that stuff scout running around, you know, watching players on NFL scout side or the college scout side. And his comment basically was, like, we know what this day is. You know, it's a tough day for players, but it's not necessarily mean their career is over. Like, with this team, yes. You know, with the team that I'm working for, if it was with the Patriots or with the Chiefs, as he said, with that team, yes, it's over. But you're still, you know, a viable option in terms of we might put you on a reserve list to, you know, hold you. In waivers, so we make sure you have. We want you, we just want to take you off for a day or two. But within 24 to 48 hours, you're still going to be on a team. If it's not us, it's going to be somebody else because somebody else can't claim you. And so he, he just kind of expunged on the point of cut day is not the, the worst day in a player's career. Can it be? Yes, but it is other situations that players get put in. Obviously, POP, PUP, um, veteran, and now what they said about practice squad players or practice squad having 16 players. 10 of them rookies, six of them veterans, those two to three year veterans that haven't got that time, like I mentioned earlier. So I thought that was an interesting um, take on things. Cause obviously when we, we, we talk about this part of the training camp, we know it's like, it's, it's what they, uh, what was the, the Reaper, the Reaper's coming, <laughs> yeah. um, coming to you. And so, yeah, so he, had, he had some good comments there. And his last comment was talking about when he was with the Cleveland Browns back in 1995 and he had the, put down he had to let carl banks know and carl banks was a player that he he idolized and he enjoyed watching him play so he said it was more He said i was more terrified to tell carl banks that you know we gotta we gotta cut you we gotta move on this that and the other and he said the biggest thing that carl took from that is that he said scott you were honest with me you told me straight up we were cutting you you know this is not working out and whatever he else he added on there he said if anything To the GMs, to the scout coordinators, whoever has to do that, sit down in front of the the player to let that person know what's going on. Just be honest with them, you know, and then go from there. And because he said he still had conversations when he would see Carl, it's like that was that was one of the uh, conversations he remembered towards the end of his career.
0: What do you think they (laughs) mean? Like when they say when they make those statements, though, I, I I always get like I always roll my eyes a little bit because, like, what do you mean be honest with? Like, hey, you're hey they. The player said you were being honest with me. Well, yeah, you're correct. Right. Like, it was pretty easy. You know what I mean? Like, they, like, they're, I always feel like right. the GM's trying to make himself look like a stand up guy, where it's like, dude, that, that, it literally is your <laughs> job. And, and the fact is, like, right, man, I have it true. Well, the, the fact, the fact is, for, for this, uh, for this time of the year, look, the reason that the, the average NFL career is like three, three and a half years is not because of guys like you and me, it's because of guys like, the guys that don't make it past year one. Right. So there's a, I mean, there are a Mm -hmm. lot of people that are going their dreams are going to end if not today in the next week. And it's a sad reality of the sport. It's a, it's a competitive business. And this is, this is part of it. I, I do have a question for you though, AG. Yeah. If you looking at our roster and you had, you know, I, I, you rubbed the genie's lamp and you got one wish, you had one something on your wish list for week one. What would you add to or change about our roster right now? Add to or change. In other words, if you need um, to, ch- if you think like, man, this position's just not working out for us. I need, I need depth here. I need a starter there. What, what is that position? Do you think?
1: Oh man, that's a good question. I would have to say. Well, first it pops off the. As soon as you said, as soon as I said, you said that, I thought about David Bukatari, Bakhtiari, just yeah. get him in there. That's one thing I would be like, Genie, can David be healthy 100% to play ball and get him, you know, he, he'll he be him, the guy we know. That's my Genie wish right there because we know when he's in there, that part of the line of scrimmage from the run and the pass, coach players don't have to think about it. They know that that side of the offensive line is going to get their job done because obviously he communicates well with his teammates to his right side. So, from that point on, that's my, I'll say that'll be my genie wish out of box going into week one.
0: You know, that's, and that's a, a very good one. And the only, I think the only reason I might have a different take is just because I think Yash has mm-hmm. done a really good job. And like, I, he's, he's not David Bakhtiari, but nobody, you know, there's only a couple of, a couple of him in the league. Right. But the more the player I, player to player is different. Right. The more I watch about, the, the more I watch this team. The only the only glaring weakness that I see on this team right now, and I can't really speak for the secondary, the you know the backup players in the secondary, but we do not have competent backup outside linebackers on this team right now. We do not. Yeah. I, we just don't. Right. And I, I think I think I agree. I think I agree. might be like he should move up to second team and get a chance to get some reps in because I, he's just got a little wiggle to him. He's he's fast. We can, t- we can teach them how to play with better leverage, but there's just not guys like the drop-off mm-hmm. between Preston and Rashawn and the the backups is is pretty big, man. And I, I can't really say that about other positions.
1: Right, because, you know, with that, that just shows you the level of play that those guys have, you know. They, they They set the bar so high, it's going to be hard for those players to be them, you know, be that level. Um, when I say to those young players in that instant, like Kinsley, uh, uh Jonathan Garvin, hey, be you. Um, practice that technique. You know, make sure you you, you hit your assignment, whatever that, um ex, you know, whatever that responsibility is, you know, go there and do it and be a solid tackler. I think we saw some plays in this last game, too, a solid play in the tackling. It, it could have went 50-50 e-ways, but most of most of the time guys were getting guys to the ground. And that's one job as a defender you got to have. But I kind of agree with you. It is it's guys that are new name players. We don't really know them, obviously, by name but that's where this is their opportunity when they do get in here and make a name for themselves.
0: <clears throat> let's, let's get to trench warfare, man. Talk about the offense. Let's talk about the the, the the people that we care about the most, man. These box seven players. Yes. Uh, we got our, yes our indeed. this, this first unit was out there with, with Jordan love. Uh, and I think Taylor started the game, you know, a couple of plays against the first unit. Uh, running know, back. The, yep. Yeah. The, the defensive, their, the first, the, excuse me, a couple of plays against their first defensive line. Um, I thought our offensive line in the run game got pushed around, quite frankly. Um, some backside things. You even see the first play of the game. Uh, they got pissed around on the backside. You know, Hanson is – I think Hanson's earned that opportunity to be the starting right guard. He's still got some work to do mm-hmm. on like two eye blocks, um, The back is, which is the toughest block for him on the backside of the run. Um, you see that – you see, you know, Royce is – you know, Royce played last year and did some good things. But you can kind of see where there's that he's got a lot of areas of opportunity. I think strength being one of them. Um, I think awareness. He missed a, mm-hmm. he missed a run through on a double team on an outside toss. That is hopefully is one is right. one of those things you just you you happens one time and then you're back in it. Um, I just think there's a lot of room for improvement in the run game as far as moving moving bodies off the ball. Our tight ends got beat up uh, in the run game. DeGuara played fullback yesterday and just got his mm-hmm. you know hole checked. Um, Davis. Uh, yeah, I AD want to make a comment on that when it's yeah, my turn. Da- yeah, yeah. yeah D- Davis. I say he was the nail, not the hammer, right? But all these, yeah, all these guys. It's again, it's hard. It's hard to. It's you're watching these games and you're, you're passionate about the game, and so it's hard to remember like, oh, we have Mercedes Lewis. Like it's okay, right? Because you still need to find that <laughs> other guy because Tenny can't block, or at least he hasn't proven he can block yet. So you still no. need is is and right. we, we want kind of DeGuar to be that guy. But, man, it's time. Like, you got to come be that guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, like you said, DeGuar was more the nail, not the hammer. And that, and that is a whole – being fullback, that's a whole different mindset. You know, you are very, uh, say, lacked in the fo- opportunity to get the ball. Your job is to literally run into people. Um, To have that mindset and to want to do that, like I said, it's special players. I played with them. Um, you know, Will Henderson was one. But then back in, in, in Nebraska, Joel, Jeff McAvica, Brian Schuster, those guys would epitomize the fullback. Every now and then we give them a nugget. You know, you give them a, a short yardage play or a screen play or even a pass out the backfield. But when you're going in that a gap, B gap, C gap, even outside zone plays, you got to have between the mindset is the thing we're talking about technique and footwork. Same thing, you know, like we were talking about Jordan Love, it's all, you know, a pad level thing. You know, Mm -hmm. you lowest, the lowest guy wins. You know, once you make contact, drive your legs. Because if you make contact, you're just trying to make that big initial hit, boom. And you don't, you don't sometimes, most of the time, you're not going to move no guys because the guy is the same weight as you, you know, 250, 245, 255, somewhere in that range. So you got to hit and then run your feet to move and then move that guy out of the hole because you don't want to have a stalemate every time because stalemates. For most running backs, if they're not using their eyes, then that running back is running right up the fullback's butt. Um, in all that sense, in instance, and that's the same thing with the offensive lineman. You know, I, I know on the run one play in particular, it was probably probably the best play they had between uh, Goodson um, hitting a Tyler Goodson hitting the hole just right. But then every lineman, I, I mean, I took that play. It was a highlight film, you know, off of YouTube. But I able to I, I watched it right before we came on live here, and I, I looked at touchdown? every offensive the touchdown. It was like a 35-yard run. Bro, I watched every you, but, position. but but I AG, watched, have watched. you
0: ever have you ever got to run against that? Was damn near an empty box. There was four defensive True. linemen. That was four defensive linemen and no play side running back or linebacker. And the backside linebacker stacked outside the running back. It literally couldn't have been
1: easier. Right. You know right, what I'm right. saying? Like, like I, 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 I watched to... that film. I yeah. watched
0: that film and I was like, AG, if AG ever got that, he might call timeout. He's like, you guys don't have enough people on the field what's going on like that's what's crazy about defenses that's what's crazy about defenses now they're so worried about the pass that, like that was damn near a four-man box i mean it was a five-man box but just barely
1: right i'm watching josh myers he's in the end zone you know even though he got to his block like you said light box i like the fact that he's 20 he's 15 yards downfield cleaning up guys but like you said that's that should not happen in the NFL. That's stuff I remember at Nebraska where I'm running downfield and my tackles and guards are down the 50 yards with me talking about get to the end zone, dude. You know, it's like – so it was just impressive. You know, I'm trying to give the – I'm giving the guys a little nugget there because obviously they don't get a whole lot. They get criticized and they get broken down a lot. But with that play there and then Tyler Goodson, uh, Patrick Taylor too, T- Tyler had a, a hell of a game. He, he ran the ball hard. He ran as that young player that we mentioned in the beginning talking about training camp last cut days coming up he ran as he knew you know what this might be it for me let me give it all I got let me play hard but he's played hard consistently all preseason this it wasn't this just this game he had all his previous games the Saints game the uh the first game of the preseason as well was was like was Paul was, was basically really good football for him holding the ball protecting the ball yards after contact Picking up the blitz, things of that nature. So for me, I like him what he see, what I'm seeing with him. And then Taylor, Pastor Taylor just seemed like he was more thinking a little bit too much out there, just going out there and playing ball.
0: Well, with, with that said, they cut Goodson this morning and made Taylor the third running back. So, so.
1: Mm, so. interesting. So, yeah. That's what I, I that's what I said. That's why Goodson I said that's why Goodson was playing I, like a man, like his hair on fire. With, and it makes I'm sense now. If he cut I think, him, that makes sense.
0: Well, both, both you and I, Well, here, I, I'm sure it's because of special teams. Like, we here's how this day goes for for fans out there mm-hmm. listening. The person who has the most pull in the building today is the special teams coordinator. Everybody, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, running back room, everybody is going DB yeah. room. Yeah, all those coaches right. are going mm-hmm. to the special team coordinator's room with candy baskets and ice cream and saying, "Hey, I really like, <laughs> I really like Patrick Taylor. I really like Tyler." I, blah, blah blah, you know trying to sneak like hey is he doing can he get the job done on special teams because the last 25 people on that roster are going to make the team because of special teams right and so uh, when when you look at patrick taylor i was i would i think the kid from iowa could flat out play i think he's a i think he's a football player that he could help this team i don't know how you'd use him with our two running backs because he's kind of like he's like a smaller aaron jones really right so it's kind of, you know, yeah he is kind of yeah, going like, it. all right, what do I do with he's him? He's just a little
1: bit more thicker. He's just a yeah. little bit more thicker than Aaron, but yes. Oh, is he bigger than same Aaron? Same size, same okay. height. He, okay. Just so a little thicker. Just a little bit by, But he looked like about five pounds of weight. I, I, Aaron runs so hard height.
0: sometimes. I think he's bigger than he is. But, but, but my point true, being like true. Patrick Taylor has the edge on special teams, and that's probably why the rookie gets cut. And hopefully they'll bring him back on practice squad. Maybe he's, maybe he's a project. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he got picked up either.
1: Right exactly you just said you know this is how the mm-hmm. ball goes unfortunately but like i said he had that good film mm-hmm. like we mentioned and now that somebody on that in the out there is going to see that film the way he played the way he hit the hole the way he got up fill, stuff like that pick up the blitz and he he, he'll, he most likely is going to have a job here in the next week before uh, week one of the nfl kick uh, kicks off basically and then we have uh, a and davis so what's your take on um those tight ends there in in the position where they potentially can be
0: do we keep well? It, it, here's my real question because you know, we see the Niners, we see the Ravens, okay. the Chiefs had one. DeGuard is probably on the team, he's a better player. He's shown more than Davis. Davis has a real hard time in, in the run game, and we don't, we just don't have another guy that can block. I think DeGuard was at least, you know, mm-hmm. we saw last year he's a willing block. I don't know if he's a great participant right now, especially at the fullback position. I don't understand mm-hmm. because the way they run this offense, the way the Shanahan offense is run. Does it make sense to keep a fourth tight end or just hire a fullback? Like, why aren't we just hiring a fullback? Why don't we just call a guy There's There's so many fullbacks out there that are happy to do the dirty work. Just put one on the team. They'll run specials. They don't ask for the ball. You know what I mean? It's like, for me, it's such a no brainer. They don't expect the ball. Yeah, because you look at it. Do we keep a fourth tight end like Davis? And like, I'm not bad mouthing the kid, but if it's, if it's me personally, you go, okay, what is the value here? The value on, you know, can we, who can, who's going to do a better job on special teams? Probably the fullback just from a violence standpoint, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yep. Who's going to do a better job in the run game? Definitely the fullback. Is Davis 100%. going to be involved as the fourth tight end in the passing game? I mean, is that, is that how you think about it? Because if I would think about it the other way and go, well, shoot, man, I'll just, I'll go hire a fullback, put him on special teams be really happy with that. How do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, no, I agree. You know, I feel like the fullback can all do what the tight end does because of catch and block off the ball, you know, in terms of, you know, that part, that position. But then when you have to line them in, in an I formation or have them offset and then come downhill into the A gap or B gap or even outside, you know, pitch play or anything like that, he can he can cover that. And he he's most likely one of those players that could do a little bit of everything. He's, you know, with, with like Cusett out in 49ers, who once was a Raven. You know, he gets, um, you know, I think he went free agent to 49ers, but he does all that. And then he, once you get him, every now and then you give him a nugget, you give him the ball, and he's going to do something with it. And so you just find those players. Having a guy like that is, I say, is a bonus because then you know, okay, I have a guy that could could go into the, the muck of things, into the A and B gap and move people. And then also, I might, I could sneak him out the backfield for a pass here and there and it, they throw the defense off, you know, it, in the, in the plays that Matt LaFleur liked to call.
0: Ag, you know, if like the ratio of blocking to giving the fullback a ball is like, it could be 200 to one, you know, you just get every, yeah. every three, know every, that. every three games. If you give him the ball every three games, he'll just go, Oh, I'm a, like, I'm a superstar. Thank I you. feel, I feel 10 feet tall again. <laughs> you know, Hey, before we get out of the yep. offensive side, the one thing I want to bring up two things, one I really like yeah. the way Josh Nyman plays. Like he, I know he, when Bakhtiari comes yes. back, he's he's not going to he's not going to start for this team because there's nowhere to put him. Really, I mean, I guess he could play. You know, I just the, the mm-hmm. numbers start make not making a lot of sense to me. That kid could play. He's only going to get better. I don't know if he's not trade bait next year in 2023. If Bakhtiari is healthy and you know they don't see him, they don't see him as like the the imminent um, uh, replacement. You know, Bakter has got another three, four, five sure. years left in him. I don't know what they do with him because he's he's a good play. He can play. He can start in this league. I think in another year or two. And then the other thing is Zach Tom. Yeah, we I talked agree. about him on. We talked about him on the uh, on the show a couple times now. Like I just really think the yep. ceiling is high for that kid. I'd love to get and work on his stance. I'd love to work on maybe his pad level a little bit. But you could just see the athleticism, the way that he can finish in the run game. He's, you know, he's just, he looks like he's picking Mm -hmm. things up really quick. He passes games off well, but he just moves at a different level than some of the other guys. And it's just going to, it's going to, you know, kind of blossom, I think, over the next couple of years. It'd be fun to watch
1: yeah he just definitely looks like a young talent that is now boom oh this is the. oh i get it now and he's just going out there being comfortable and playing with him in himself there so you want to get down here to this uh defense side in this yeah, Chiefs game here
0: yeah the defense like they played against the, the the box players played against the first offensive line for the for the chiefs they've got a good offensive line um you see that we get we get rolled up a little bit. Again, we talked about the outside linebackers and I know why they got a holding call, mm-hmm. but let's really let he, you know, he was manhandling our guy. Um, Wyatt's got a ton of talent and you can see it and you see it the first down yeah. or the first third down play. Like he can rush the passer right now. He's to me, he's a third down three technique because he plays too high. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have technique to hold up in the run game. Um, he's not really good when you put him at a 2 y or a two because he runs into the center. He has moves on the outside, and he's going to show – like, you just see the talent. Like, he's going to show flashes. But, yeah. you know, the question is uh, how long – or what does he have to show you, knowing what we have that we haven't shown yet as far, as far as our first team goes, like, what does he have to show you to earn a spot on, like, the third down package? Because you think about Dean Lowry last year – Dean Lowry's not a great pass rusher, but Dean effort. Lowry pushed the pocket last year, and that helps Gary and that helps exactly. Kenny Clark and that helps Preston Smith. So, what does this kid have to show to beat? Because right now, all I would say was, hey, put him in a third down every once in a while, see what he can do. What does he have to show to earn that in that room?
1: I'll say, yeah, I would say right now, just uh, what you just said about Dean Lowry have a high that high effort and then push the pocket, you know, push that and get penetration upfield to then, you know, disrupt the guys that are blocking. You know, Kenny Clark. Um, who else is on there? Uh, Jaron Reed. Who's going to be on the de- defensive line? Who you know, pushing those guys around, person helping his position out. So if he gets up in that middle field, cause problems, be a disruptor. Um, middle of D lineman. I remember guys that created problems by getting up field on us. That I was like, oh man, that's that, that's not good. <laughs> you know, I'm either pass pro or even run it. Exactly. Pressure me equals pick. So I say just do that. Have that motor and just have that. You know, biggest open minded and say hey be coachable to get more plays out there.
0: Mike Flanagan last week he said I said who's the hardest guy you ever play against and he, and he it was like so Mike and I are kind of built the same, right? So it's gonna be like a big You're tall right. and he goes Chris Jenkins and I go, well that's my favorite play. you know he's my guy. And, and but his but number two was ah, Yes, I Albert Chris. I Do you remember two years Albert Hainsworth just decided he was gonna be the best player in the world. Yeah. There was like two yeah, years he was, of contract years bull or in the man. China shop. Yeah, he was unbelievable. But go, going back to our team, you know, we've got, we just have talent everywhere. You know, we, we talked about it. Um, Tipa didn't play. 40 didn't play this, this week. I don't know if he's guaranteed a spot on the team. That I was I don't know linebacker, why I was. right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the outside was linebacker. Outside, that yeah. He's played first and second. Young we, guy. We we're kind of always talking like, you know, he needs to develop. He needs to develop. Um, 53 was in. Kobe Jones was in. Ladarius Hamilton was in this, this week. You know, none of these guys are really good at rushing. The pass. and again, that that's kind of where I keep going back to, as far as what how are we going to manufacture pressure when our yes. starters aren't in? You know, um, and and that's always, that's always going to be. I think that's going to be the question mark, and that's always going to be kind of the, what's hanging over this um, this draft class because we had the chance to to pick the uh, Florida State kid when we picked up Quay Walker, and Quay, listen, Quay made some tackles mm-hmm. in this game that he's supposed to make. You know what I mean? Like he made, you know, he made some tackles yep. in the flat when, you know, the ball's not great. You know, it wasn't a great throw or anything, but he makes a couple of tackles that he's supposed to make. He's, you know, he's got a long ways to go as far as, as far as like button up guys, uh, button up guards and being able to take on blocks. And, but he, like, you can see he's right. developing, you see the talent, it's going to be there. Is he going to be a difference maker in year one? I don't know. But you know, that pass rush is always so, so important. Chris Hovind said it in, in a huddle one time on NFL films, man, pressure equals picks. And like, I, It's from an offensive line standpoint, at least, like that. That is our ultimate fear.
1: Yeah. You don't want that quarterback in the NFL, NFL level quarterback that's top 10 comfortable in that pocket. You want him very uncomfortable where he's frustrated. If he's even, if you get him to the level where he's yelling at his old line and receivers to catch the ball, you got him because then now you're getting him off his comfort zone where he's not comfortable, where he's dropping three, three step, four step, five step, and a skip, you know, a hitch. And getting that ball out, then you're doing your job as a defense to make sure he does not get comfortable. Like I said, so uh, we, we're headed down. Who we got here? Aj, when we talk about Quay
0: Walker about. going back to him because he is the first pick in the, you know for for us in this draft. You know, as we watch yep. this, we've seen Isaiah. Like, first of all, we know Devondra Camerons is an all-pro. Isaiah McDuffie has played very well. Now Ronald to, Ronald Jones and checked prestige. him in the hole, and Ronald Jones checked him and Quay Walker in the hole, dragged him right. But Isaiah McDuffie's right. played really well. We love Chris Barnes plays well. Um, both of them, like if if again, I'm the guy who has to block these guys. Both of them have outplayed Quay Walker. Now I I know that there might be some past things that you know he can do. Both of them can are are better today than Quay Walker is. Does athleticism alone justify reps that from uh, over those two? veteran players that are outplaying him and, and again mm-hmm. i'm not bad-mouthing quay right. walker i'm just telling you the other two are better right now as of today
1: yeah uh, athletic ability no um because you got to need that technical side of it you know how you use your hands how you understand offenses for, if you could read a formation be like kind of have an idea an intuition where the ball may going may be going defensively you know what's coming at you or oh, is this a run is this is situational oh, man, it's third and five, so what can they do? You go down the list of plays, it could be a run, it could be a play act. So you got to have, have that ability all day. You know, you could be up the field fast, get a sack real easy, but then now situational football has to kick in, then the ability's out the door. And that's where, you know, talent from college level, when they get to the NFL, they find out, oh, man, I, you know, I was beating them the whole game, and then finally this situation popped up. It was a special situation. It was third and long or third and medium. And I thought I was going to get the sack, but that tackle did this to me or the tight end, you know, buzzed out and did something different that I never saw before because Mm -hmm. it just wasn't in his mindset for experience. So I say that experience side will then trump um, being very athletic at your position.
0: Yeah, I agree. And that that kind of goes to the 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 bigger kind of maybe question mark of of the team right now is how do these the first round picks? And then a guy like Eric Mari, who's kind of showing flashes of hey, he he could turn out to be a really good player. He's he certainly has the athleticism. What are the expectations? Like if you're if you're a starter on this team or you're a, a huge contributor on this team, like what what kind of expectations can you have for these young players? Are we just hoping that they continue to show kind of flashes of brilliance as they kind of come along, which is usually a rocky road? Like I don't think any one of these guys is walking in like Aaron Donald year one.
1: No, no, no. What you want to see from a young player like that, you just want to make sure that, if one, their ability, why we noticed them in college and why they're on this team comes out. And then as either a veteran or a coach, to say, OK, that ability is there. What you did at so-and-so university. Boom. Great. You're doing that. Now let's mold. Now you got to this is the NFL level. Now you got to learn this, this and this about your position for you to be on this higher level. Because just your ability is not going to get you there. So you got, you know, then as a young player, okay, coach, got to tune in now. I can't go off. Oh, yeah, man, I got this, man. I'm a, physically, I'm better. Hey, that physicalness is going to be eventually on the down, on the decline. Eventually, once you hit thirty, it's going to go downhill. So you want to make sure you have that that mental side of the game as well, and be coachable. Number one, be coachable all day. <clears throat> so I think the I know, last, thing- you know, you talk about. Oh, go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say that the last thing is, you know, you talk about our defenses in general and we really just haven't seen a lot of starters, but you, we talk about the talent and we, I mean, we have talent at every level. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the first team guys. We have talent at every level. Our secondaries is as good with Alexander back as maybe they've ever been seeing the emergence of Rasul Douglas and what he brings. We have Stokes yeah. on the other side. Now we have safeties that are that are proven. You know, we talk about Savage all the time, but there are proven safeties. We have all pros at every level now, or guys that are potential all pros at every single level. Mm-hmm. So Last year, we talked about this defense a lot and the coverages they were playing was kind of a bend but don't break scenario with the guys that are coming back with the emergence of guys like Rashawn Gary, like where can we realistically look at our defense, realistically look at our defense and say, look, we can either make like this is where we expect you to be at the end of the year or AG, like where can we make a jump as far as. Are we going to create more turnovers? Are we going to get more three and outs? Like, what do you see them improving on mm-hmm. from last year, given the fact that we've got some of these players coming back and, and some others developing?
1: Yeah, I mean, but with, with, i say the biggest thing, you know, obviously with the defensive front, <laughs> with Clark in there and Carlson problems along with Spreston and uh, Gary, I say that back in, having Zaire, Zaire healthy, along with the other safeties that are back there in DBs, and then not be in that bend, but don't break defense. Um, because that's... A thing for a team that's on the rise. If you're gonna be that defense at the top, you don't, you don't bend, you don't break. There's no bend or it's break. An attack it's attack
0: mode. We're in attack it. mode.
1: Exactly, exactly. It's three and out. You know, every time the team gets the ball, the most, the biggest drive is a six play drive, and then boom, they're punting. It's not getting to the red zone because bend or break is getting to the letting them get to the end zone. Either holding them a three or you um, get a turnover then, but. A top end defense will shut you down before you even get past the fifty. Even if yeah. you get past the fifty, that's the that's the top end defense. So having that back in, making up, make those get take away those mistakes from games last year. You know where sometimes they would think I think was Savage would lose coverage responsibility on either a player or his zone if it was you know zone to man, um, and then just being aware and just talk because defense that's where you could really you gotta you know talk out loud. And be aware, because I remember coaching my linebackers a few years ago, even though it's a high school level. But yeah, I, I'll tell them when y'all have when we're sitting in a zone, a zone three, uh zone four, cover four, cover three. We got to talk because we got to say in, in, in. That means guys in, and out of zone. You got to make that verbal because we're looking at the quarterback because it's a zone coverage. We're not looking at receiver. We are aware of the receiver because they're passing through each another uh, player zone. But you got to chatter, hey, guys, coming your way. A guys, coming your way. You know. Let that know, and I say that that right there. Just be communicative and be, like I said, again, be coachable to one another in that defensive back or in that defense as a whole.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, given the talent that they have, given the experience that they have, and, and I think given the confidence that they have, it'll be really interesting, at least from from my perspective, to see what the defense, what Joe Barry decides, how he like what the makeup of that team is, what, what the makeup of that defense is, how they want. To approach each and every situation, right? Like, are we gonna be? Are we gonna turn in? Mm-hmm. Are we gonna try to be like the you know the 2010 Baltimore Ravens? Are we gonna try to be that kind of team? Like, do we have that kind of capability because I I mean they have yep. they have so much talent. It's the most talent they've I've ever seen on a defense in in Green Bay at least as long as I've been watching. And 100, yeah. You, you just, I mean, yeah, I you just go you. if it's if if the mentality is we are going to just shut people down and it's going to be a punt or a turnover, you know, every time out then they could be something really special. But in the league now, we see, hey, we're going to make you go the distance. We, we're we going to we're gonna be Bembert, don't break. We're going to give up yards, but we're not going to give up big plays. And I'll just be interested to see if we're willing to take a little more hard line to it because of the talent we have. But time will tell, right?
1: Yeah, time will tell. You got to, you know, as a coach, make that hard line decision there. So let's get into get off my lawn here. And we got some interesting uh, factoids and, headlines and i saw this first one aaron Rodgers talks to joe rogan which i don't think is never good to talk to joe rogan um oh, but it's probably I'm, fun joe, I, <laughs> it's I mean, probably a his, fun conversation yeah his shows he's
0: got some interesting guests and he's got you know i mean listen the guy's controversial but you know he's he's certainly he's certainly got some things to say Um, aaron Rodgers goes on yeah. and talks about the vaccination saga from last year and he, they had a, a multi-hour conversation right. they talked about a bunch of stuff but this was certainly one of them and how he was you know we he had he had pre planned of course his discussion with the media and he was going to say he was um uh immunized and immunized and, and, yeah immunized, immunized and not and not uh and not say the word vaccinated and then be able to go into it and have these discussions and aaron's a very smart guy he you know he has an answer for everything oh yeah um and you just it, it'll be interesting to be he okay. kind of he kind of went he went all in on how people were treating him, how the media treated him, how people he thought that you know were on his side, you know, how everybody made him a bad guy. He, you know, the, the term scorched earth is something that might be used with the way that he discussed some of the, the, the relationships and everything with, with with members of the media and members of the NFL and, and the yeah. and and the way that NFL organizations were treating potential free agents and and people that they were thinking about cutting or not cutting, and the way that they were treating things in the building as far as You know, if 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 you're not vaccinated, then we're you know, it was here's how we're segregating the groups. And it just was very kind of awkward. It was it was at the very least was an interesting discussion. But I don't know if I care at all. But but it was it was an interesting discussion to hear what was actually going on. Because you think about trying to put yourself in that situation. It would be very hard to operate normally at the highest level when. You're separated yes. in the weight room. You're separated in the hallway. You're wearing a mask and other people. I mean, all these things. And yeah, I, it is everybody's choice. But like to his point, I think he was, um, I think his 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 complaint was, hey, listen, I'm allergic to the uh, the vaccination. I can't take it. So here's here's my results. But anyways, I don't know if you saw any, but I thought it was interesting.
1: No, I, I heard bits and pieces of it. But yeah, definitely like the last statement, you just said being allergic. I know, I think my wife was, she couldn't, you know, with some of the stuff that was in there. She couldn't do it. I think a lot of people, probably had that uh, case, but I say being here in town, um, even, you know, before that conversation and other conversation from last year, because it wasn't just the immunized to him, his free agents, you know, his contract thing last year too. It was a couple of things going on. So being in town, you, I caught word really of, you know, stuff he was, he was unhappy about, you know, from the organization, from the media. And as a player, I can relate and have that and have those same type of feelings because obviously, you know, the media, we, as we know, they try to control everything we do as class as professional athletes. They try to make sure they try to take our narrative instead of us tell our story. Um, and that's what I like about Aaron. He, he you know, even though it was something probably I wouldn't do, but he has, as we know, being a quarterback, you just have that extra layer of protection a little bit. But he was able to state his mind, his likes and dislikes. And you say, like you said, very smart. So he knows how to present it and then, you know, deliver it to everyone. Um, and I got it, you know. I was like, yeah, he's not happy, you know, in, in terms of the team. But then stuff like this too. I'm like, for me, with this side of it, I'm with you. This is his business. How he had his business, that's on him. But with all the, everything else, from the the contract and him not wanting to be here and whatever, I'm like, that's for one, that's his stuff. But I get it because I was a former player with the Packers organization, and sometimes communication wasn't fluent, and so you didn't know what how they were thinking about you as a player or what you know, in terms of negotiating, getting back on the roster, things of that nature. So definitely can relate on that an aspect. And it was very, like I said, happy to hear him really voice his opinion and get all his, uh, what was on his brain, what is on his mind, get it all out.
0: Yeah, I think the only, the only thing that was interesting, uh, the other part that was interesting for me too was, was that despite, uh, you know, media reports to the contrary, everybody in the building knew exactly what his status was. You know that we everyone was acting like, oh, he's, he's betraying his teammates and this and that. Like everybody knew what his status was, and and when you start thinking about yeah. it rationally, you go, well, of course they do because you have to fill out a card and but like, you have to you have to show v- proof of vaccination just like you do everywhere else. But anyways, the it, story's in the past, but I thought it was right. interesting. This story happened last week,
1: and AG, I saw it. I saw the okay. video. Okay, so
0: <laughs> a man took a not one, but two helmets off two different people and started beating them with it that is a bad dude <laughs> like we are oh, aaron donald's swinging helmets and t- first of all there's two things i wanted to bring up on this and i know this is an unpopular opinion uh, One, right i would much rather get hit with a hollow plastic helmet over the head than aaron donald's fist every day of the week anytime okay? yeah anytime and all you guys are complaining about getting hit with a helmet yeah a helmet hurts i'll tell you firsthand it hurts and it's nothing like Aaron Donald's fist. Okay, that hollow helmet, plastic helmet, fist. The first, one, that's the fist? That's, no. that's number one. Man. So all of this other right, way, so, <laughs> deadly weapon. Blah 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 blah. The other two is <laughs> if you were going to tell me, Mike, you're going to go to a practice today. If you pay ten dollars, I'll let you go to this practice. And there's a dude there that is such a bad dude. That when other people start popping off, like Leo Collins did the right tackle for the Bengals, right? From the, you know, the, Cowboys, right, right. the Cowboys guy starts yeah, to cheap he was shot. With people. The Cowboys, right. Yeah. This dude is gonna go over, he's gonna tear the helmets off of two of the opposing team and start hitting them with it. I would go, where do I sign up? I'll pay any amount of money you want to say. I mean, that is an amazing because Hot these corn. are all grown men that we know are tough guys. And this dude is like yes. this dude is the ultimate warrior, like WWE.
1: Getting the turnbuckle, coming, on, off like the this dude yep. coming off the top animal,
0: rope is an
1: absolute animal, man! Like what a stud! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. I, when I saw the video, this is before I think before we jumped on the plane going to Ireland, I was like, well, "I'm like, oh, okay." And it, was, and it was usual because I always saw this yeah. being a running back, and I'm like, "Why are you running towards that?" I see people running towards that, you know, someone obviously going to help their teammates, but that's like, why would you want to run to a guy who is strong as all get out? And he's swinging helmets vicious and violently, and he's already connected on a couple of times. You know, how did you um, get like, two helmets
0: off? Ag, you've seen fights, right? You've been a part of fights. Even, how do you get yes. two helmets? I, one helmet I can get. How do you get two?
1: Hey, he's got some strong. He got some strong hands. He, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I say. Because after um, the first yeah, one, I'd it. be
0: like, like if I, let's say I got my helmet on. And he takes, I don't know, right. Joe Schmo's helmet off and starts beating him with it. I'm going like, man, I better make sure this thing's all buckled up before I get myself yeah, I'm in there. To remind, you know what I mean? I'm like, buckling,
1: I'm buttoning it up. And that was the other thing. I was like, if it is, if I am within five yards of the helmet swinging, helmet, my helmet is on.
0: Yeah, I'm
1: not walking in there with my helmet off or half on. So it's going to get knocked off. Some media you know, guy, so. I forgot
0: who it was. Some media guy was like, well, then need to have a policy. You need to have a helmet on during these joint practices. And I'm like. I'm like, are you? Do you do you think really? these guys were walking over there with their helmets off? Like he removed those nah. helmets from those people's bodies. Like that's that's what happened. That that is uh, a that dude is a uh, bad man.
1: man. He is a bad man. Yeah, he's a bad man. He's a bad man. But uh, for my worst fight, I know it's the next question of this. And worst fight I saw during my time, <laughs> it involves you oh. and KGB man. his rookie year and years after that. Every time I looked over at the O line D line yeah. one on one drill. <laughs> I remember one time I look over, and I see you, 68. You on a knee, and you're just pummeling 94. <laughs> like what is so going on? I beat over there? him. I'm like, oh, I, my I hit him so hard one day I broke his tooth. Okay,
0: this right. Funny, just, yeah. of, and, and, <sighs> it was just one of those deals where like we're not in pads, and like you know he was a bull rusher. Yeah, y'all. y'all work, it was right? just helmet. It was just so helmet. So we were helmet. like throwing, and I busted him under his under his helmet, and I hit him in the chin. I busted his tooth. And so, you know, it's over. And like, you know, offense, we're all laughing. But and then a helmet goes flying by my head. You're talking about like, he took his helmet off and threw it at me.
1: <laughs> oh, he, oh, that, that wasn't smart. That was oh, well, he's no, a smart thing, guy, but that, see, wasn't, I that wasn't a smart moment.
0: we're not like, you know, Flanagan, Martin, like Tauscher, like, we're all just kind of like laugh. We, you know, it's over. Fight right, yeah, yeah, fight, yeah. And yeah. Then it's over. I remember Flanagan got in a fight with a guy. I can't even remember who it was. But like, he was, right. by the time he got back to the huddle, he was laughing like there was no like there's there's just lack of anger like fighting wasn't like it, it wasn't like that I'm not holding a grudge not a tough guy just, oh, we just all we got to fight right now okay ha and then and then it's and then it was over but man it's yeah and it's he, over yeah, yeah KG, it's over. KGB yeah. man he was uh he's a different cat he's a
1: yeah. different cat <laughs> he told me I I remember I remember talking about that with him what well, not that fight in particular but he just like because I was his roommate on the road and so he would be like Ama. He's like, "Oh you got to help me out with this." <laughs> That's his approach. And I'm like, "What?" So funny. He said, "He said every day the offensive line either Mike Wall or Marco or Mike Flanagan they just beat on me." I said, "Man, fight back! You can fight back, you know that, right?" He said, "They're just testing you, and or they it's whatever, but they're not going to hold it. It's not a grudge thing. They just if you you know throw a punch, you you call them off guard. They gonna throw a couple punches. You throw It's okay." He was one of those guys. Protect yourself, bro. He was
0: one of those guys that we'd be in like no pads, and he would like he'd take like the second team tackle, and he'd like bull rush him under his like under his pillow pads and like dump him, and then so we'd all get mad. And it's like, dude, why don't you like? Wow, sorry for another day. He didn't understand. Yeah, he he, that 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 part of it he didn't get. Like he in his mind he's like completely innocent. It's like, no, dude, we're we're not. That's not the game. No, you can't do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, you got yeah. For this next one, get off my line. You got to explain this one. This one okay. it looks like something out of a, so a Paul movie. Pog, that, so uh, Paul
0: Pogba uh, is uh he's a, a international soccer superstar. Played for um, Juventus, okay. went to Man U. Now he's back at Juventus. And I guess this like this crime syndicate was trying to uh, was trying to blackmail him and saying they're going to release all this information make make him look like a bad guy, and they got okay. his brother Matthias. To get in on it so this guy's brother's like trying to blackmail him and like part of this stuff like i read you're reading it like ah whatever so he's a france uh international like world cup winning soccer player right so i right. guess at some point the Matthias guy his brother says hey we're going to release this story that says that you hired a witch doctor to cast a spell on Kylian Mbappé, who right now is like the best player in the world a french international he's the and yeah he's like the a cover witch doctor. like what yeah. like what are we even talking about right now like and and you just like i, I think I, paul pogba put out a statement like Okay, like if you think anybody's going to buy that nonsense, go for it. Like, is that the best you can come up with? Right. There's got to be some like, better dirt than I read... a witch
1: doctor. Exactly. I'm like, am I watching uh, the script for Beetlejuice here? Yeah, so
0: it's I'm like the worst. It or... That's like the hey. <laughs> a this is a headline should have been like "Worst Thief" or "Worst Criminals Ever," Threaten Witch Doctor's Story on Paul Pogba. You know what I mean? Like, oh, AG. What if I came to you was like AG? You give me a million dollars, or I'm going to tell everybody that you cast tried to cast a spell on Mark Tauscher with a witch doctor you'd be like okay let's be, go ahead
1: like, I'm that, like, go ahead yeah. i said tell yeah. me how that goes for you yeah. that's all i want to know how does that go for you Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna ask you that all oh, right man. man listen we gotta get, like, get to it we gotta get to it we gotta okay. get to it we okay. here let's talk about scott yeah Ross. so my man man my old teammate here and his uh our, hey, his coaching our staff and i'm whew. a big fan of scott. yeah that's true that's true he yeah, was a great that's guy, right he was a green bay packer for two years, or two and a half, or one and a half, and uh, he was a safety here. But yeah, a game watching it, Mike, and, and I'm pretty sure you caught wind of it. You watched it, if not, you saw highlights. Um, game was pretty much neck and neck. Second quarter, we take a two score lead. This is when I'm. This is when it went downhill. From you know, obviously for the obvious reasons, and just like the second quarter, you have momentum. Your defense is playing okay, but not like like we're talking about earlier. But the Packers defense. You kick an onside kick, you, and you just well, you're up two scores,
0: so you're what giving the team moment, that right? is
1: actually, yeah, that's like that's what I did. I said, "What is going on?" Because I'm in my phone, like I'm like, okay, in my head, okay, they just scored momentum. I go to my cell phone to check messages. I'm thinking the ball's getting kicked off, so it's nothing for me to look at. It's just a kickoff, right. <clears throat> and my wife hits. She nudges me like, "He just get an onside kick." So when my wife realizes what he just did. And it's like, I'm like, she's like, what was that about? And so that just says a whole lot. When my wife tells me, who is a football fan? No, you know, I say she's not, but boom, it's like, okay, it's a problem. Because she's bringing it up to me. And it's like, there's no, I mean, I've thought it all, like the first five minutes after the fact, I'm like, what scenario would tell me as a coach with a two score lead, a pretty good team, you know. Then you can't write Northwestern off. They got a good head coach, good coach. Nebraska
0: star. is supposed to beat That's Northwestern, though. Let's be real clear about that. Hundred, yes, hundred percent. Nebraska should You're win right. twenty-nine could, out of
1: thirty times, right? We beat them in Lincoln last year. I was at this game, fifty-six to seven. Okay,
0: okay? so when we so say whatever like we say since, what expectations are this is.
1: This was we were seventy. What's the book? The book says whatever seventy-six percent to win. OK. And so me. And then after the game, bro, after the game, I was with older players that some of the older players like Steve Taylor, Tyrone Berg, they they hang out with the boosters like they know them personally, the boosters of the university. And then they like he's gone. They like he's gone right now. First week. <laughs> I'm like, look, I'm like, it's I'm disappointed, too. But, I, you know, I don't know that stuff, but it's just it's just crazy. Crazy, okay, crazy, so crazy. Th- then here's the other question. The part, and, uh, one more one, more, one more, one more, one more right, thing. Right. One more thing. Then I'll let you go. One more thing. The last thing is not only like I'm like he's a teammate. I know him, but in his comments afterwards, he's throwing his offensive that? coaches under the bus. He basically said, not verbatim, but in this way, uh, off, our offensive coaching staff doesn't know how to call plays. <laughs> from the plays I saw in the game the guy I don't you think they know the how to you hired play. all
0: the guys right like he didn't get grandfathered exactly. in oh.
1: no he hired these guys and he says that in a quote after, during his press conference <clears throat> so now I'll let you go i just wanted to throw that in there That's, I, that I'm that actually go. makes it a lot worse
0: you know like you can right. exu- you can always excuse a mistake in play calling just like you can excuse a mistake on the field what you can't yep. excuse ever is pointing the finger at one of your staff members or a group of your staff members when things aren't going well, just like it's not okay to point the finger at at your players when things aren't going well, right? Like what less fingers, more thumbs, right? Less fingers, more thumbs. Now my question was, and now it's actually a serious question is where's the suggestion box to put uh, Amon green as the, the next head coach to the Nebraska Cornhuskers. When do we get, when do we get to that point? Who do we have to talk to?
1: Let's start a day. We can start a campaign. I don't know who to talk to, but we can start a campaign. I'm telling you. Who's going <laughs> to be AED a whole avoid. bunch of Husker fans? That yeah. uh, Trev Alwords, former player, has you probably played. Uh, well, here, he we go. by our here we go. Here we go. You heard up, it here first. We're yep. starting
0: the campaign. Amon Green is the next Nebraska head coach. 2022
1: and a half. Maybe 2023. We'll oh, Maybe we'll see. Listen, hey, we got one new season. segment. I'll, I'll AG, take a safe.
0: <laughs> Az, we got one more segment now, and I I, I put. Yeah, hey, I in saw here this. I like this. I, I knew we were gonna. I knew we were gonna talk about uh something that was gonna upset you—the Nebraska game. So I wanted to put in the hero of the week, and the hero of the so week this week is, a, is it is a D well is a DC Comics thing. I know you're a comic book fan. So Ezra yep. Miller, who's the Flash in the new DC, you know, mm-hmm. the Justice League movie. Great actor. He he something he's now. had a couple of mis mishaps. Look, Let's be honest. Yep. The guy's acting like a goddamn crazy person for the last six months. He's out of his mind, right? The things that if he's done yeah. when they hit the papers, you're just like, this, this can't even be real. He's just acting like a complete fool, but he's been jailed multiple times, but now he's him and yep. his agent went and flew and talked to the DC guys. Cause they, they actually threatened to turn this movie off. And they're like, just like the Batgirl movie, they're like, we're not even going to release The Flash, even though it's got Michael Keaton as Batman and in parallel. Uni- I mean, it's got all the stuff going on. It's right. supposed to be the bridge to this new multiverse deal. It should be unbelievable. It should be awesome. I am really, I was really excited to see it. So my hero of the week is Ezra Mer- Miller, believe it or not, for saying, hey, look, I got some problems I'm trying to deal with. I'm going to go meet with the DC guys and try to get this movie out. Are you excited to see the movie?
1: Yes, I'm excited and disappointed. Like you said, if they see Batgirl put on Batgirl after they spent ninety million dollars, Mike, Dude, you know how bad they spent ninety million.
0: You know how bad Exactly, it's like
1: you spent ninety million dollars and you shelve it, and that and then not only you know who you know what else gets shelved in it. Poor Scooby Doo. They had a Scooby Doo movie too, and Scooby Doo gets shelved right next to Batgirl. I can, like, see, I I can see
0: both. of Here's what I don't understand, Ag. Maybe you can explain this in in, in briefly. Is what is it right. about DC? Is it the characters? Or what is it about their storytelling that makes their movies not as uh popular, lack of you know, famous, enjoyable, whatever it is. Like they're just not as good. Right. The new Batman was great. There's been Batman movies that are good. It was, but like was the Justice League movie, Batman versus Superman, Man of Steel, they're okay, but they're not nearly as good as some of the Marvel movies. Why?
1: It it starts with the studio starts with management up top. It's unfortunate, you know, that Warner Brothers, the people who run it with Zack, like, for example, prime example, Zack Snyder, when he did, I was, you know, I was fortunate enough to be in a, a stand in on a movie on the script. I mean, on the scene, he did Don, a Batman versus Superman, Donna Justice, mm-hmm. cut it, post produced it, boom, 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 ready for ready to go out in the theaters and production say, or management says cut it down to three hours. He, I guess it was four and a half hours. They didn't want a four and a half hour superhero movie, but then what happened? Four, four, five, ten years later, that same well, Justice League, which was also cut up, that looked weird. People didn't understand it. Same thing. Production said too long of a superhero mm-hmm. movie. People are not. I'm like people watch Lord of the Rings right. three hours. Star you could have made it two movies. Three and a half hour exactly.
0: Well, Zack Snyder cut of Justice um, League was really good. That's one.
1: That. Zack Snyder, right? And so Zack good. Snyder. He released. He releases Justice League almost ten years. Um, um, about five, six within five years of it, the original coming out. That studio told him to edit down. So he he said, "You know what? I'm gonna go a fan. I'm gonna go to the fans." And in the comic book world, fans can rule because yeah. they just have that pull, and that's what he did. He did like a little campaign, like we just did with myself and being a coach, head coach in Nebraska. He did that with the Justice League movie, nice plug. and boom, nice it plug. got produced night there you go and so it starts there um and then just the whole look of it so dc is competing obviously with marvel with disney now which that is a tough matchup you know (laughs) that basically was like tom brady and bill belichick we have marvel and dc or marvel and disney together and dc over here by themselves you know they're just warner brothers Mm -hmm. and so with that type of experience because we know disney they Hit the family, they hit the debt demographic, the young kids, and all that. And now they're bringing up Stanley at the time when he was alive, working, writing with his writers and producers. You got all that, and the storytelling side of it is where they just missed out on it because this whole, where we're we talking about, The Flash, Batgirl, Justice League all started back when, when during Don and Justice, Zach was going to make his movie to connect all the dots. It was mm-hmm. supposed to be. Flash right after that, and then Cyborg was going to get his own movie, and then Wonder Woman would get her two movies, but we saw just the opposite. We saw Wonder Woman first, then we saw Aquaman, and we never saw the Flash, and we never saw Cyborg, so missing those two movies, introducing the Justice League characters as a full, you know, they just did Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. You missed out on, and then Aquaman, you missed out on Cyborg, and you missed out on Flash, and you missed out now. People are going to that don't read comic books are going to think otherwise because they don't understand the whole multiverse thing that's about to happen in mm-hmm. both universes for mm-hmm. comic books. So that's the two problems with DC trying to compete with uh with uh, Marvel and Disney. Basically, it
0: just seems like because the comic like if if you're a comic book fan, you know maybe like DC more than Marvel, but the comic books are this. I mean, you know they they write the comics. We write comics. They're not that much better than than. But but the right. it's got to be. It seems like DC should go just hire whoever the hell's writing the screenplays adaptations for Marvel. I feel right. like she just go hire them because they do a better job. Exactly. You
1: know? Yeah, and it's 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 uh it's um his last name is Despito, Desipito, I believe. And he was with, working with Michael Bay and Transformers and Steven Spielberg. So okay. you're talking about it's high level. That type high level writer yeah. producing, executive producing, people that know this is how we this is how we need to present it to the fan. You know, this is what we edit out. We don't edit that out. We keep this. You know, this type of music, this type of actors, A-list actors, these this level of characters, and keep the continuity there. When you don't have the continuity, that's where the that's where fans like me and other fans from Marvel and DC, that's when we get mad because it's like we read the books, we read the books, Mike, and be like, hold up, that didn't happen like that. Yeah, but y'all, you know, it's like y'all y'all not having that continuity, and that's what Marvel's done. Marvel. In most, I say I want to say all of it, but I would say eighty-five percent of the story told on the big screen of what we've seen, if you're not a comic book reader, is 85 percent right to the book, got to it. continuity, canon, as whatever they call it, and that's what kept the Marvel fans happy, because they've hitting a, they're hitting it out the box because they're telling the almost exact to right story that's in the book. Hey, I tell you, so
0: what, you got so much going on. What's up? And you, no, I mean you, you, you're esports coach. You're going to be the next head coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Comic book aficionado. Yeah, thank you. Expert. I mean, I just learned. I think I just learned more about Marvel movies in oh, maybe the last ten years. Thank you.
1: Yeah, it is. Yes, you're welcome. Yep. And uh, and I done a little homework on uh, like when the whole story of the infinite you know saga came out. When I was finding out, oh, there's this is guy named Thanos. He's a badass. So what I did, I was like, you know what? I'm going to study up on all the badasses in both universes. So Darkseid is the badass in Marvel or in DC. And yeah. Thanos is the badass. And I was like, you know what? Because I, I was like, if these are the baddest dudes out there, because in our world, we knew who the bad dudes were. Yep. You know, it's either this nose tackle or this <clears throat> linebacker, this safety, you got to watch them. These are the badass. So I'm like, let me look on these badasses. So I, th- so check this out. Mike. You might like this one. So Thanos mm-hmm. is so a badass. In his origin story of becoming Thanos, they call him the Mad Titan. That's his yep. other name. Yep. And he was dating Death. So Death is a woman in the Marvel universe. Joke
0: there. But yeah. He's go ahead. dating her.
1: Yeah. He's dating Death. And she says to him on a date, she says, Hey, Thanos, you know, you're all right. I kind of like you. But you know how I'll fall in love with you? You go murder your mom. Go do that. And then we might we might come. I could probably put a ring on. You could put a ring on this thing. And wow! He said, really? Was, he said, "Okay, no problem." He he murdered his mom from his request of, of death. His girlfriend. I said, "That's anyway, bad." That I'm that sorry. I
0: say that would have been, that you, that been get, a hell of a plot twist in one of the movies. I don't know. If, I don't know if he's his popular. Right.
1: right. I'm saying it. Yeah. They, you see, that's where Marvel comes in. We can't put this on the big screen. Yeah.
0: No. <laughs> you remember that movie? Sin that's in the City. book.
1: Remember the movie Sin City? Yes.
0: And Sin you know, City Bruce was Willis, based yes. on like a comic series, and it wasn't like a book. It was like, what do you guys call it? A graphic novel.
1: It was a graphic novel. Yeah, yes. graphic novel. It's a good night no- It's a now, really good one.
0: And that one, and then there's another one called The Watchman. That's uh it's DC yep, made. Watchman.
1: Watchmen is DC, and yeah. it's it's probably more ruthless than any graphic other DC novel, right? uh, series gra- out there. Yeah,
0: so graphic novel. Is, is hardcore. That stuff is yep. gnarly, man. Yeah, that stuff is gnarly.
1: Listen, hey, good show today, yeah. AG. Tell you what man, man thank you mike great show I'm for you as up. well so hey you can find i know you can find me on uh, uh twitter and instagram and among green 30 all one word and mike let them know where they can find you on social
0: yep mike well 68 twitter process to perform on instagram like i said ag great show man appreciate you uh, i'm glad you're back i'm glad you had a good trip up uh, sorry yep. about nebraska but i'm glad you can be the head coach and uh listen yep. all things must come appreciate to an that. end and and, and if, if we got to shut the show down so you can go lead those guys to the promised land I i'm d- good with that too
1: right hey you might get a phone call you never know (laughs) (laughs) All all right man have a good day